Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Chala, are you ready? I am ready. Excellent. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grombacher. Chala Dinkoy is the founder of, of Repositioning Expert. She is the author of Gentle Marketing as well as How to Win Friends the Way Apple Wins Customers. I'm excited to have you on. Chala, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. George, I got to say, I love it that your name is just as funky as <laughs> Honest to God, did you get the video where I send how to pronounce my name to, to podcast hosts? Yeah, I thought that, that, I thought that was amazing. <laughs> I think you should make one for your last name. Come on. Yeah, that's, that's probably fair. It's probably fair right there. So, yeah, all about me. I'm um, living in Toronto. I'm a former um, corporate slave. I was, you know, 18 years, worked for giant corporations like Pepsi, Pizza Hut, Frito-Lay, and then... Uh, always dreamed of having my own gig and seven years ago I made that dream come true and I've never looked back. Nice. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And how did you make the decision? Here's here's what I'm going to focus on. Here's the impact I'm going to have. Um, well, I was in marketing, so you can imagine how sexy those brands are and how many people were pitching to me like endlessly. Mm. So I decided that they were all doing it wrong. So when I left, I decided I'm going to help companies uh, and fix their pitch to sell to these large corporations. And that's what I do today. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Why is it so hard for for companies, for organizations to, to take what they do and, and make it succinct? Um, because there's so many different trainers telling them all these yeah. things. And some coaches tell them to to make it look pretty and interesting. So they make up a word for it. Like I met a woman who said she was, uh, you know, she humanized businesses. And I was huh. like, I had no idea what that meant. Or there's so many, so many other ways that people describe themselves. And they think that an elevator pitch is about describing everything that they do. But really, it's just a hook to get the buyer interested. It has absolutely nothing to do with everything you do or every person you help. Right. And I know for me, it's like I'm uh, obviously I'm I'm working in what I do all the time, so I'm always thinking about it. And you sort of I know in the past I've gotten sort of it just in my own head about well I do so many different things and I'm helping people do all these things and companies do this, and and then it just becomes just sort of like I think I I I I, I don't know what the term is, but I just my 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 computer shuts off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My computer shuts off too. Like tomorrow, I'm going to be doing pitch coaching at a conference and I'm asked to do this frequently. And so there's um, buyers in the room for large, large corporations like, um, you know, Walmart, Staples, you name it. And then I am there sort of like a fly on the wall. And then I'm supposed to and then I watch sort of the action where suppliers are pitching to these large corporations at these conferences and now they're virtual. So it's even more interesting because you, they have even less time. And um, yeah, so then I have to tell them the bad news that 
A, all they did was talk about themselves. Mm. B, they never even brought up the brand or the name that they were pitching to. C, they never did the research to figure out the real pain. Do you not like give the good news? <laughs> so then they go home and cry. But if I have <laughs> the opportunity to talk to them beforehand, which uh, the last conference I did, I insisted on it. Um, and they were able to accommodate that. So a lot of people were able to change their pitch around to what the company products were experiencing in those markets, what were some of the issues. And, and so then they positioned the pitch directly. They started the, the winning pitch was a woman who didn't even speak English. Hmm. Um, so she was from Colombia and <laughs> I honestly couldn't, I needed subtitles, but she did such an amazing job because she, as soon as she started, she put the uh, image of the product on the page on Zoom share and that was it. That was it. She had them. She had them at hello, George. Nice. Well, I certainly appreciate that. All right. So, so many different ways to screw it up, and th- th- that's it's interesting. I, part of me thought, well, that's pretty valuable that that you were able to be part of the um, part just as a, a participant and watching these people make mistakes about how they're pitching. But I can also see where it would be obviously much more valuable for the people to be able to learn a little bit and sharpen up and change how they're pitching. Uh, just for pure effectiveness. So absolutely, that's why they pay me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So all right. Um, so George, am I gonna? Do you want me to redo your pitch? No, yeah, sure. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> all right. You know, I offer, but sometimes people are like, "I'm good, Chala. It's fine. I'll pass. Thank you." But yeah. I don't mind either way. No, I, I, I have a, I, yep. By, by all means. Um, so. How do we get started? Well, when you meet a stranger who's a prospect, what's your 30-second elevator pitch? So when they say, what is it that you do, George, what do you say? I tell them that I help people get better at money. Ooh, okay. Can you be more specific? Yeah. I tell them that you know how almost 80% of us are living paycheck to paycheck, which means effectively we're, 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 we're broke and too many of us hate our work. That's really the two problems that I'm, I'm, I'm working and helping people to solve. Okay, so I like the second half of that better because it's very much, I like the 80%, I like the pain. Um, what I would, if may I polish your pitch? Oh, Do I please, have let's, let's, let, let's rip it apart. You can tell me if it sucks, totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay, it's not so bad. Okay, so uh, the pieces that are missing is you can get a little bit more focused on who because when you say people, it's like literally, you know, everybody. So do you have a sense? And, and, the way that I like you to uh, narrow it down is if you pick an interest group or an industry. So it, I, it seems as if you're targeting B to C. Am I right, George? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I, through the podcast, I'm I'm working to help a very very large group of people hopefully get get better at money and then live the lives that they want. I have a, I also have. Um, uh, an online education company that that does financial literacy training for companies, and so that's designed for employees of those companies. So those are the two main areas that that I'm focused on. So even that is a little bit more focused, because you know when you say I help people get better with money, my parents are 80 plus. Like you know, do you help them, and do you mm-hmm. help you know, my um, my sister's kids who are 15 and 17? Like there's such a gap. Right. Of, mean everyone so when you say corporate employees get better and then you can get more specific about the corporate employee pain because living paycheck to paycheck do you see because yeah. my parents don't get a paycheck anymore right. I don't think 
that's what I'm saying is if you could just a little bit more focus it, then all of your marketing could be a little more um, to their needs. Yeah, that's perfect. All right. So, so in, in that example, then I help, um, help, I work with employees or rather I work with companies to help their employees get better at money. Uh, stop living from paycheck to pay. So I would okay. start with, them, right? So go, did you know that 80% of corporate employees are living paycheck to paycheck and have $0 left at the end, uh, at the end of the first week or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then what I help do is I help them, uh, educate them about how to, um, manage their money better so that they can live a full life and go on vacation regularly and whatever, whatever the results are. Make sense, George? Got it. That does. Okay. See how much more specific that was? I do. And I think that that is valuable to, to be more specific. And, you know, I, 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 from what very little I know about this, it makes sense to me that you want to be as specific as you possibly can, right? Yes, sir. Because otherwise, like, as I said, my parents would listen to you and they'd be like, that's a nice boy. (laughs) (laughs) Right? For sure. (laughs) Like, yeah, okay. Right. And, 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 and they'd certainly be right. Um, and, 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 and I would accept that compliment, but then they would have no idea of, of, of what and I'm really doing. And, yeah. and, and, and your folks, the, uh, the, 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 the Dinkoys, they probably want to help me, but then they wouldn't be able to. <laughs> or they would, they, maybe they need your help, but they can't, you know, mm. like there's a lot of old people who, um, and I just called my parents old. I hope they won't listen, right. but, um, they still, they're still young at heart. <laughs> Um, but there's a lot of old people who are complaining. Well, at least in Canada, that they uh, the government takes too much of their money, even though they saved their whole lives. So there's you know there's an entire um, topic around how to reduce taxation for them in Canada, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so it you can really take it anywhere, and that's what's called super niching, okay. George. That's like really really deep. And I'll tell you the example of a client uh, who was a wealth advisor and. It's, it's very difficult. We're, is your background um, financial advising? It is. Okay, great. So you know this, right? There's very little differentiation in the market amongst those guys because they're, at least from uh, my clients, they're really literally taught to just anyone with a pulse. Call, call, call. It's, it's all about numbers. It's all about volumes. But when we worked together and she was having trouble getting people, strangers, to talk to her about money because she needed a new portfolio. Like she, she had a new independent um, wealth advising business and she didn't know how to get people to talk to her about something so private and emotional. Okay. So what we did is we super niched her into divorcing women hmm. because apparently the problem there is that they really worry about um, transitioning into the same type of lifestyle. Like they almost always fear that their lifestyle is going to suffer, like go lower. And uh, so they're not going to be driving the nice car and the nice house and they're going to be stuck in a little tiny condo. But so that's what they're worried about. And that's what we um, changed her entire business name to divorcingwoman.ca because it was in Canada. And then um, people started chasing her to talk to her because we found that there was 22 meetup groups in Toronto alone for divorcing women. I don't know what kind of capital we have for (laughs) divorcing women, but I bet you it's probably the same where you are. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. that and, and her business blew up after that. So it's even that industry needs to differentiate, in my opinion. Well, and I think that's probably probably the case with with with. I, I mean, I 
have to imagine that that's probably the case with the majority of industries, right? We're, we're almost okay. drowning in this ocean of sameness and we're all communicating in a very similar fashion on social media and so it all just becomes noise. I agree with you. You just did my elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, and I, I, but I also, so this, this certainly applies to every industry is the more you can really drill down and figure out who it is you're interested in serving because it probably wouldn't be good if I have no interest in working with people going through divorce, then that wouldn't be right for me, even if it's a great opportunity, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a whole way to figure out your super niche. And if you're not interested in them, that's a dead end for sure. Like I had a vegan client and one of her big clients was a meat company and we decided, are we going to super niche into uh, meat companies and she's a vegan. It was like a zero. It was like a zero fit. And that's really um, part of the process that I put my clients through is there's three criteria, the fit for you, the money fit, like is there enough opportunity for money? And then the third is, uh, is there like, um, uh, do you have enough access to the check signers in that market to the people who are decision makers? And uh, those are, I think that those are perfect questions right there. So is this something that you'll be excited about every day? Because to your point, it's a non-starter. If you're going to dread calling on the people that you've decided to call on, will you actually be able to make money? You know, like it, it's awesome yeah. that it's your passion and you want to work with, with, with helping stray dogs find owners. But if there's not a way to make money, then that's a, that's just not a good idea. And then will you have access to the decision maker if your goal is to work with the CEOs of Fortune 100 companies, even if you're passionate about it and there's money, that might not be a good choice. Mm-hmm. Well, George, you've just about yes. <laughs> done my whole elevator pitch for me again there. <laughs> I don't know. We should be a traveling show. Right. <laughs> Chala Dinkoy and George Grumbacher, good luck pronouncing our names correctly, but here we are. To make a new video. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll have to. Oh, yes. God. All right, so so those are so how 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 do I is it's is it obvious to know if I have access or not? Um, well, you first like do a, an inventory of your n- natural networks, so the people you know, like your cousins, you know, w- whether they have um, networks to that industry. So I'll give you another example. A client of mine wanted to um, niche in lawyers, attorneys, and if you're not a member of their uh, society, they will not allow you into their networking. Hmm. Um, so it was a dead end for her and she didn't know a single one. And yet another, um, another client whose dad was a lawyer, she was able to niche in them, even though she was not a lawyer because he had so many networks that she could tap into that she regularly went and got and presented at law offices. And, uh, incidentally her, she was a, another one of these professions that's like people run away when you talk about it. She was an insurance broker. Sure. And, uh, so she, we super niched her in, um, law, lawyers who were paying out of pocket for insurance. Cause in Canada it's covered, but only up to a certain extent and through the employer, same as in the US, through the employer it's covered, but there's a, a certain amount that it's out of pocket. So the stat was like they're paying 1500 out of pocket. They're paying 1500 out of pocket per month, each of them. So that was her pain stat. So she would go and do presentations at law offices about this. So, uh, but she could because her dad was a lawyer who had like enormous contacts. So that's how you would do it, George. You would look at your natural networks first, and then you look at 
whether you're allowed into their association meetings and conferences and like chapter meetings, because there are ones that you can get into. And if it's a B2C and it's um, like uh, for consumers, then you look at interest groups. So you target interest groups. So you know exactly like divorcing women is an interest group. Um, my target is uh, diversity businesses. So they're certified as women owned or African-American owned or veteran owned. They all have these you know, ginormous procurement conferences, which are like pitching orgies. And that's where, you know, where I developed this whole pitch coaching because I was like helping them all because they're all like leaving so much money on the table. I wanted to poke my eyes out when I listened to those guys. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense in the world. And it's, do you find that, that I mean, what's what's obvious to, to me and you is is potentially brilliant to other people? Do you find that when you're having this conversation with people, you can see the light bulb turning on? <laughs> Sometimes the light bulb is burnt out. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, we need a new light bulb over here. <laughs> need a, <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because I've been on a... Uh, I'm on a nine day live launch elevator pitch bootcamp, B2B elevator pitch bootcamp, which is, it's streamed, it's on Zoom every night at eight, and then it's streamed live into a Facebook, private Facebook group. And what the whole thing is, like, it's like Survivor, basically. I just don't, like, I just don't stop. I Every night I'm on and talking about this stuff. And for some people that I'm talking to, it's such a light bulb thing. It's like, oh my God, so many people teach marketing, but I've never heard it described the way I've never. And so many people have fixed my elevator pitch, but nobody's ever trashed it like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which apparently they value. So uh, to your point, it is a huge light bulb for a lot of people because so many people teaching marketing or coaching about marketing have not spent 20 years saying no to vendors. Yeah. <laughs> That's a unique, <laughs> you know, fun thing about me. Yeah, for sure. I love but it. I know exactly what they're looking for. Love it. Well, Chaw, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? All right. So base your elevator pitch on your super niche. That's my big tip. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Jala, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? All right. Thank you. Tell us where we can uh, get in touch. Tell us where we can find you. you. I'd love to invite people into my B2B um, CEO society. It is at my Facebook group. It is private. And it's at repositioner.com, which is my website, slash society. It's a little bit highbrow there. (laughs) I love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Charlie your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas or somebody that you think could maybe polish up their elevator pitch and niche down a little bit more, go to repositioner.com slash society and you can find the Facebook group there and take advantage of all the great resources that Chala is offering. Thanks again, Chala. Thank you. All the best. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money. 
getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.